This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, June 17, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. The president says he doesn't want to go along with budget controls he himself signed into law in 2011, but the GOP is more than willing to go along with the president. In fact, congressional Republicans have already circumvented budget controls on defense. Cato budget analyst Nicole Kading discusses the budget dance in Washington. What the president has said uh, yesterday and has said several times over the last two months is that if any bill that Congress sends to his desk that sets the spending levels to match this 2011 debt ceiling deal called the Budget Control Act, any bill that gets to his desk that meets this levels, he will veto. Meaning that uh, levels that are low enough to not trigger sequestration. That's correct. What the president in essence is saying is that he wants to increase spending and he wants to increase it even faster than they agreed to do it in 2011. But Republicans are more than happy to go along with the president in terms of getting rid of these spending cuts. What the White House and what Congress is doing right now is basically a dance. They're showing off and saying, okay, the Democrats in the White House would like to increase the non-defense part of the budget. The Republicans in Congress, the vast majority of them are saying, we want to increase the defense side of the budget. And so they're basically trying to state their public positions, uh, set up this negotiating battle that will really take place over the summer and into the early fall, where they, they get into that horse trading of how much will we increase defense spending and how much will we increase non-defense spending uh, to make both parties happy. Now, Republicans, though, have already in a sense, executed a bit of uh, sleight of hand, if not outright fraud, when it comes to uh, spending, because they've already spent more on the military than uh, the sequester should have allowed, but somehow it was allowed. How did that happen? So what the Republicans did in their budget resolutions is they moved a large chunk of defense spending, in essence, off budget. The way that we have funded the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan over the last decade has been through what's called the Overseas Contingency Operations Account. It's basically this slush fund of activity. It's off budget. It doesn't apply to most budget rules. And we've traditionally used it only for those two war fundings. But what Republicans did this past year is they moved about $35 billion of regular DOD spending into this account so that they could say that they kept the BCA levels, they kept this level that they're supposed to keep for defense spending, but just ignore all of this money we moved off uh, into this other pile. Yeah, so there, there, there are, to understand this properly, there are essentially two buckets of spending that Congress really has any real measure of control over, uh, the military and uh, non-defense discretionary spending, which is like an ever-shrinking portion of the, of the federal budget. And if either one of them goes too high, then a giant blade comes through and hacks off the extra that they would have spent and keeps them to uh, certain levels. And if I understand correctly, the OCO money, that was originally intended just to be for, as the name implies, contingencies, that is emergencies, that is spending we don't intend to have to make. Right. And what we've also said is we've talked about how much we're going to spend on the federal level over the next several years. We've said that this amount of OCO spending will decrease every year. We're writing down our military operations in Iraq and Afghanistan. Therefore, we need less money in this account. Uh, but what the Republicans did is they actually increased it above what we're spending uh, this year for next year. So they're, they're even just increasing the spending. It's very clear and very blatant. Um, and what they're really trying to do is to hide 
um, how much they're willing to spend. They want to say that they kept the BCA promise. They want to say that they're keeping these spending levels they agreed to in 2011. Um, but those of us that, that follow the issue really know that that's not what's happening. But it's funny the way that this has been characterized. It's as if uh, the president has said, look, we never intended for this to go into effect. Well, nobody intended it for it to go into effect. It did because uh, Congress and the White House could not agree on anything. Well, if you think back to what the original 2011 debt ceiling deal said, what it did is it created what was called the Super Committee and said the Super Committee needs to cut spending by a little over a trillion dollars, which sounds like a lot, but we'll spend over $40 trillion over the next decade. So this is pocket change. This is a rounding error of the federal budget. And if the super committee, which was bipartisan, could not come to an agreement on how you would cut this trillion dollars in spending, then these automatic budget cuts would go into effect. And that would be the trigger to make sure these spending cuts happened. What's ironic, given the president's position now, is the sequester idea actually originated within the White House in 2011. The White House is who suggested that this was the way to move forward. And just so we're all clear... These aren't spending cuts. They are not. Um, these are spending cuts in the way that we in Washington talking about spending cuts. It, the best way to think of it is we're slowing the rate of increase of the federal government, but we will spend more in this year than we spent last year, and next year we'll spend more than this year. Um, we're going to keep spending more, unfortunately. Nicole Kading is a budget analyst at the Cato Institute. Read more of her work at Cato.org.